Good morning and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. Benny, it's always good to see you. Oh, you as well. Thank you. The bright shining orb that you are right next to our sun. It's pretty impressive. I know, right? I don't know if you can see this, but I actually have like a, a, a... uh, Merkabah hanging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do. I see that. Above this light source, right? And and then there's Ganesha trying to help me remove all the obstacles. So I'm just pointing out that <laughs> I am not above asking for help or receiving it. So just letting you all know. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm jealous of your microphone. What I is have that? Microphone en- envy this morning. Cause microphone just... envy. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter lives in Hawaii, and she said, Mom, Benny's got a better microphone than you. And I went, oh. Well, <laughs> we're still on our uh, staying in place kind of as best as we can. Usually you yes, are in the studio are. with us. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm one of a handful of people that still make it into the studio. So we're doing what we can. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it is it is kind of fancy, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You look good with it. Why, thank you. I sound good with it, too. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> I apologize to everybody, but you know, I, I do believe in, in laughter and joy and, and sometimes the world's really heavy out there and we just want to lighten it up a little bit. And besides I miss Benny, so you guys all get to hear me, you know, interact. See, that's the truth because... right there. The truth is finally out right there. Yeah. Aww. That's it. Big heart. Yeah. Big heart. I know, big heart to you too. <laughs> and to all of my listeners, whether you're on the uh, radio or on YouTube. Uh, Thank you for joining me. I think it's a wonderful way to start our day. I'm going to have a wonderful guest in a few minutes. And uh, before I bring her on, because she is a bright light also. So many stars this morning. But I am Loretta Brown. I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis. And we've been in Seattle for 26 years, which is crazy. I am doing uh, most of my sessions are remote because we are following the COVID guidelines as we as we must. That's how it is. Um, I am offering uh, Sunday meditations with Loretta every Sunday at 11 a.m. And you, I hope you will join me. We're doing all kinds of different types of meditations, as those of you that have been hanging out with me know, because um, I'm also a, a um, clinical hypnotherapist, and sometimes I throw some of that in there, and we do healing work, and sometimes we do guided imagery, and Sometimes we just bliss out, and sometimes it's a working meditation. And so if you want to know more about that, you just got to come join me Sunday mornings at 11. You can sign up at schedule.reikioasis.com. And this is by donation. It is by donation of $0 to $22. And so I really mean it. I I want you to to reach out and be part of a group because um, we need to kind of do that right now. Uh, Temple of the Divine Feminine, my monthly class for women, will be Saturday, September 19th. This is a lovely class. We're going to be doing a lot of healing work this month uh, around ourselves and around um, the world. So join me once again, schedule.reikioasis.com. And a big uh, shout out and gratitude from my heart to the listeners that are my patrons. We are a listener supported show and airtime is not free so 
thank you for everybody that goes to patreon.com slash the Loretta Brown show and becomes part of my inner family. I, I really, really appreciate it. And then of course you benefit from it because the show's been on air for quite, quite a few years. Uh, just a big mention, we did have a big, beautiful full moon in Pisces, and it's an emotional moon. So if you guys have been rocking and rolling a little bit out there emotionally, uh, especially my Piscean friends, that might have something to do with it, in case you saw it. This is a deep awakening energy in this full moon, and not just because it falls in that naturally psychic sign of Pisces, but because it makes a harmonious alignment with Uranus, the planet of awakening and change. So it is in encouraging us to see things with fresh perspective. It guides us to look at things with a new lens in order to shift our awareness and raise our consciousness. September, by the way, is going to be a big, bold month. The main feature of this month is Mars retrograde which begins on the 9th and lasts up until November, Mars retrograde. So we also have two other major planets, Jupiter and Saturn, ending their retrograde cycles and moving forward. So both of these planets, Saturn and Jupiter, have had really big roles to play this year to bring us through our evolution. And with them moving forward again, um, it's going to be some, un <laughs> how do I say this? <laughs> we're going to be reading the rest of the chapter and maybe the rest of the book from here through to the end of the year. So 2020 was always destined to be a very transformative year. And as the year comes to a close, things are going to be amping up. It's a great time to really take care of yourself and a great time for my guests to be on the show. So we're walking deeper into the changes and the evolutions that we agreed to and that are required to shift us to higher levels of consciousness, whatever that might mean. And transformation, as you all know, I mean, change is what they say, change is that concept. Transformation can simply be challenging, um, but I'm a, I'm, I'm a firm believer in tr try to find the silver lining and everything that goes on and then um, do, do your spiritual work, do your, do your things that you know how to do, do your energy work. So what we've been asking for is here. We are going through it. And um, I was telling someone yesterday, don't worry, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> we, I can see it. Keep going, don't stop now. So on, on that note, I'm so glad to have my guest today. She is the amazing, the brilliant, the shiny, the lovely Cindy Dale internationally renowned author, speaker, healer, business consultant. Um, uh, she's a woman, I think, right? <laughs> she's the author of more than 27 books in 17 languages on energy medicine, intuition, and spirituality. Um, I've had her books for years, by the way. She's president of Life System Services, through which she has conducted over 70,000 client sessions. She presents training classes throughout Europe, Asia, and the Americas. She has a new book out called Energy Healing for Trauma, Stress, and Chronic Illness. And we'll talk a little bit about it today. And she's here today to share her insights on how we can free ourselves from fears, anxieties, and traumas that we may be facing as a result of the extreme events and 
the pandemic. A welcome to the show, Cindy. I want to show people the cover of your newest book that I just received yesterday. And it's just like, oh, there's the kite. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I know. Hello. And I'm so glad you're showing the cover because don't we need help? And don't we need to know that some of our concerns just can kind of blow away? There's certainly those that we need to dig into that we need to you know work on that we need to reshape but sometimes we can just sort of let joy walk over and you you talked about how we're looking for the light at the end of the tunnel i try to remind myself also every day that there's a light in the tunnel with me so <laughs> i just may not be able to see it all the time i have to tell you i i had an interesting experience years ago i went on a vision quest and um, I was in my sacred circle up in the mountains by myself doing the doing the real thing. And um, I, I got to this point where I was just, I was like, what am I doing up here? It's raining and I'm a city girl, right? And all of a sudden it was in the morning before the sun came out, all of a sudden there was this light. And I thought, where's that light coming from? And it was coming from me. And so I was thinking about that when I was also saying the light at the end of the tunnel, I go, wait a minute, we are the light, aren't we, Cindy? Aren't we not? We are. And we are a light. We've always been that light. I think what a marvelous opportunity, the pandemic, the, the, the riots, the protests, the turmoil to just stop and tune at least some of that out. We need to be real. We need to be realistic and just go inside, you know, and maybe there's a few buttons we have to press <laughs> still, you know, kind of like a couple places to wake back up to, because I think, and I like to do that by remembering how I felt as a child, because mm. I had those magical moments as a child. Certainly there was a lot of dysfunction. That's a short word for it in the family. But I also had these moments of greatness and bliss and joy and fun and imagination and creativity. And we have all that inside. We are the light that we're looking for in the world. I, I actually love what you just said. Um, there is a, a kind of a simplicity to the joy of children. And you and I were mentioning just before we got on the show that uh, maybe maybe we could have more joy or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. We were talking about that. And I think everybody would mm -hmm. clap their hands <laughs> with that. It, you know, it's a, it's a paradox. It's hard to have joy if you're carrying all these old burdens with you and these old issues and you're living out of patterns that were negative before and they're certainly not helping now they may not even have originated with you it, it, mm -hmm. that stuff gets in the way of joy but joy's also sort of that spoonful of sugar that we have to take while we're while we're working through our issues and we're opening up to the future so it certainly makes everything a lot more palatable that i just love mary poppins and she saw the spoonful of sugar as the medicine so let's give ourselves joy as we're going I, I love that analogy. Now, I really do, because a lot of people get so far into their healing journey and it gets real heavy for them. You know, it gets heavy. So, yeah, lighten that up a little bit. Um, Cindy, I would like you to um, tell the listening audience a little bit about you and 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 kind of lay a little groundwork for maybe people that haven't heard of you, which for me is like, really? But maybe there are people out there that don't know who you are. 
Well, I'm sure there are. I mean, honest to gosh, I didn't go on the road with my work for a long time because I've been a single mother for forever and ever and ever. And you know, I mean, and to me, that takes presence, meaning you got to be driving them around to football and baseball. And they'll never admit that I actually cooked decent meals, though I did cook. <laughs> My boys are both great chefs in their own right. And I have to say that my lack of culinary expertise probably has a lot to do with that. (laughs) So, but I was, I was one of those kids who just thought, I didn't think I was odd, but I think the world of my time thought I was odd because I saw spirits, I saw colors, I heard ghosts, I had senses of things, colors, my world was so colorful. It was like the difference between Kansas City and Oz in my mind because I could see colors coming off of people. And I didn't really know that that was unusual, even though my parents would constantly tell me to stop making things up. And then I just kind of went, internal with that and buried all that when I was a teenager. I just don't know how many people really like their teenage years, even if they're the jock, right? It, they're just they're just tough years because we don't do vision cast quests. We don't help young people determine who they are from the inside to the out. Uh, so I shut down my gifts and they opened up again when I was in therapy. I was about 20 or so, and I had a therapist who had this list of the approved diagnostics so I could get insurance to pay for this. You know, yes, you're not only OCD and uh, bulimic and codependent and gosh knows what else, but you're also psychic. (laughs) And I was like, that's a weird thing to be, I think. But it started my journey. I was able, Loretta, to travel and learn from shamans and healers around the world. A few years later, I began my business. I learned more about energy and intuition and colors and chakras and started writing books and have been working with clients. And I just love my path because there's always something else to learn, even in science. It's not just go deep into the jungle. Now we can open up scientific research to explain how energy works and how vision works and the deep vision and how clairaudience works. So I just have the best of all possible jobs because I have to keep stretching to own and grow. I I love that. Um, It's interesting. We have a kind of a similar history at some level. That's just fascinating to me. Um, I want to ask you a question. Uh, what is the importance of knowing about subtle energy? And before you answer that, I, I want to show people this little book, Subtle Energy uh, Techniques. I found this book, I don't know, you, several, quite a few years ago now. This is one of my favorite books that Cindy has put out. And I know she's got lots of them. She's got the uh, Chakra Encyclopedia of the Energy. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I know. <laughs> Late night reading when you can't, you know. But subtle energy, what is the importance of knowing about subtle energy? Well, everything is energy. I mean, we know that by now. I think hopefully they're teaching that to eighth graders these days. Energy is information that moves. We've been raised to believe most energy is the knock on wood, physical measurable stuff. What makes up your coffee or what makes up your coffee cup or your clothes. 99.99999 dot 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 percent of an object is not physical. It's not measurable. It's subtle energy. And 
Sometimes we call that psychic energy, spiritual or quantum energy, but that's what decides what's going to appear or not appear in your 3D reality. It's like how people talk about thoughts create your reality. Thoughts are one of many types of subtle energies. Sure, they're somewhat measurable in the brain, but most of a thought is not measurable. Most of our thoughts are non-thought thoughts. You know, we don't thunk them. We just sort of emanate them. So subtle energy is what determines what appears and what doesn't. So we've got to get a, a better understanding of subtle energy and gain some tools just even as everyday people. If we're going to create a better reality, not just for ourselves, but this world, which we could do coming out of this time, we need to understand how subtle energy works and embrace our power around it. We need to start flexing our muscles and determining what subtle energies we're going to put out in the world, what we're going to receive and what we're going to do in that capacity. Now, when you, excuse me, when you see energy coming, like you said, you saw colors coming off of people, you're seeing subtle energy. Yes, I'm seeing subtle Mm -hmm. energy. So a lot of what I love to do with people is to help them connect with their own intuitive faculties. You can sense subtle energy like as physical sensations in your body that's in somebody else. It's not even your knee pain. You can pick up people's feelings, their thoughts, their motivations, their healing needs. You can get information that pops in like words or pictures or see them sometimes with your eyes. Uh, We're all subtle energy aficionados. We're experts at subtle energy, but we may not know that we're picking all this up and we may have to train ourselves a little bit to figure out how to screen some of it and how to interpret what we are bringing into. We're bringing it into the physical body. So, you know, it's determining our health and our reactions. So we might want to get a sense of how we pick up energy and information and how we're interpreting it. You're you're, um, hitting right on what I think is so vitally important for people to understand right now. Like I sometimes say we live in a sea of energy. We're energy living in a sea of energy. But this this energy, this subtle energy that's there that like even you and I in between you know, even though we're not in the same space, we're exchanging energy. And uh, when we're out in the world, we're exchanging energy. And we sometimes we're at effect by what it is that we come in contact with. And I, I want you to talk about that. We are affected. And sometimes we don't know that energy we're bringing in and reacting to isn't ours. So so here we are. We're in this sort of half lockdown. When are we going to get out of prison? But this is sort of an interesting time to face, right? And so lots and lots of people are very understandably dealing with anxiety, with depression, with isolation, with all these challenging feelings. And I would say, right, you know, before you work on that, before you see if there's a deeper dive to take, first ask yourself, how much of this fear, for instance, is mine? Or if I turn on the news, is that just other people's fear coming into me? And, you know, we need to ask ourselves that of anger, I think, or just self-disgust or shame or sadness or all the different feelings. Because most of us growing up in our families became sort of like absorbers. It's how we cope. We need to know what's going on so we know how to react. Sometimes we actually even think, 
unconsciously. We need to blame ourselves what's going on so we feel more powerful. So there's a survival instinct in bringing in what's not ours to try to get a hold of it or to control it. I'm a big time control freak. I totally understand that one, right? It's just nobody listens to me. <laughs> I would love to control the world. I would love to determine the outcome of the presidential this or the this and that, but I don't get very many votes, <laughs> right? <What>? So <laughs> even with my sons growing up, I gave them both permission to uh, give me timeouts if I needed it. And I had a permission with them. The oldest deserved a few timeouts. The youngest never did. I got four timeouts <laughs> when he was growing up. It's like, mommy, this is not like the way you're supposed to be going. Your <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> right. So did so, it help you? No. <laughs> it, it, me down. it was like, oh boy, you know, from the mouths of babes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but we, but a lot of, you know, why there's three times the rate of depression right now and mm -hmm. so much anxiety. I was vulnerable to it in the beginning of the lockdown down too. I could go into the grocery store and find myself panting and going, Cindy, you're really not scared of picking out a cantaloupe. You really aren't. <laughs> you're just feeling what's going on around you. So it's okay if we're empathic, if it helps us, but not when it doesn't help us. Um, I can so relate to everything you're saying, and I'm sure many of the listeners can too, that, um, you know, with with the pandemic, with our with our quarantine, our isolation and separation, and also the disruption of our daily schedules, right? Which are just, you know, all of a sudden everybody's working at home, their kids are doing homeschool. Um, <clears throat> you know, the majority of people didn't buy a house with two offices in a in a schoolroom in it, right? So we're we're trying to cope with all of this. So we're having our own feelings, we're having our own emotions, our own thoughts but then we're also being affected by the other thing. So I, I wanna talk for a minute and um, we could talk about any emotion, but but let's use fear, right? Because I've actually, you've probably seen this too, but I've actually kind of almost watched a um, progression of, you know, in March and, and I was dealing with people with a lot of panic and fear and terror and, there, there is a element of that. There's, there's a lot of anxiety, and and I think part of the problem is that we don't know when it will end or how it will end, right? Right. But when we talk about something like fear, or anger, or anxiety, are these ever healthy? Yes. There's a reason the body produces chemicals that create fear or anger or this or that, but let's stay with fear. Anxiety is a form of fear. Terror and panic are a form of fear, right? Mm -hmm. We need to be able to read our own fear. At a fundamental level, fear is a warning sign that we're not safe. If we can just strip fear down to its basic message, it's the, there's a train coming or there's a saber-toothed tiger <laughs> that's gonna jump on my back or gosh, I feel sort of, scared. I don't know why. Let me make sure I lock the house. You just don't even think about it. You just go, well, I'm just going to make something up to do. And then you see, I've had that happen. I looked out because I'm in Minnesota uh, the next day and saw footprints in the snow leading to my door. And then they went away. I'm like, gosh, I'm really glad I followed my fear last night. I thought I was sort of making it up. 
and just making an assumption about what I needed to do, but it was spot on because the body is instinctive and it needs to survive and it wants to thrive and fear helps us. So if we do feel fear, it's important. I like to say, okay, whatever's not mine, I believe we have guidance. We have our own spirit. We can help ourselves. There's lots of help for us to just say, I just want to be freed from what's not mine. All right, we start there. Then I like to get in a slightly meditative state. I say slightly because I'm a very ADHD person. So I'm not going to sit down for 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to be, I need, I need to have a quick answer. What's, if any, of this element is my own and what do I need to act on? And action either means going forward, backward, or to the side. I like to talk about backward, Floretta, because sometimes it's sort of like, you know what? I think I'm getting ahead of myself in my business or the relationship or with budging into somebody else's business, right? So I'm just going to back off a little bit or sit and watch. There's lots of behaviors. If taking that action alleviates the fear, you know what? It was a healthy fear. And then just tune in later for the next episode. I like what you're saying. There's a, there's a lot of, um, how do I say this? Being present with the self in what you're saying. Yes. Mm -hmm. And asking questions. Yes. Mm -hmm. I do intuitive work for a living. And I tell people during a session, I'm asking questions in my head on behalf of the client. What does this mean? What do we do? Is there a way to change this? Is there something that needs to happen or not? Do I just let this go? Our intuitive faculties, our feelings, they're ours. I don't know why sometimes we feel like China dolls. I mean, we can get in there. We can be meaty and gritty and challenge ourselves and do this and that or get somebody to help us. I, I mean, early in the lockdown, my youngest son is a baseball pitcher in college. And I could see, I was like, you know what? There's no way those gyms are going to stay open. So I looked at him and I said, and it was sort of out of a state of fear, but it was very intelligent too. We need, if you're going to work out, we need a gym in the garage. It's still snowing outside. So there goes my cars, right? They're going to be sitting outside. And he goes, mom, I think it's going to be, no, no, we're going to do a gym. We set up a gym and in order to put it in, we had to sweep. I don't know how many people relate to sweeping out a garage after a long winter. Oh, it's yeah. dirty. And that night we're sitting around and Gabe starts panicking. He can't breathe. And he goes, oh my gosh, I have COVID. We had already actually had COVID a few weeks before. Oh, uh, you I did. Yeah, we did. I said, you don't have it again. You've got dust. <laughs> <laughs> you got dirty garage syndrome. You can't breathe. <laughs> I said, take a Benadryl. You'll feel better, you know, drink a lot of water. He goes, no, no, mom, I think I have COVID because the mind can take over. So sometimes we need another person to say, this isn't really something you need to be scared of. It's a, right? So calm yourself down. It's going to be okay. We talk ourselves out of it and we get back into reality. But that example just shows sometimes how hard it is to know, is this a real fear or something I'm manufacturing? Well, we have such an amazing ability to grind away. And um, I, I know that when we're feeling those things like fear and panic, anxiety, that the mind wants to figure it out or something. So it just makes stuff up is what I say. It just it will does. make it up. Yeah. yeah, we need to go deeper in the body. You know, yeah. deep in the body where the emotions are made are those answers. Like, 
what's real here. So it's so important to figure out a way to either let somebody calm you or get in the body or put it aside for a while and then come back to it or whatever it involves. Yeah. So, um, Benny, this is probably a good time for us just to take a station break. And um, this is Loretta Brown. My amazing guest today is Cindy Dale. I'm thrilled to have her on the show. Her book, Energy Healing for Trauma, Stress, and Chronic Illness. And, of course, 26 other wonderful books. You could just go buy them all and have a whole shelf of Cindy Dale on your, you know, and more is, more is coming, I'm sure. Anyway. Never which my big kids have read any of those books. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Yeah. We'll take a little station break. We'll be right back. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. This message is from the National Council on Aging. Adults over age 60 are at higher risk for the COVID-19 coronavirus because they may have weaker immune systems or chronic health conditions. The Centers for Disease Control recommends older adults avoid crowds and people who are sick. Wash your hands and disinfect surfaces often. Keep a two-week supply of food and medicine on hand. Learn more at ncoa.org. Time is funny. Sometimes it seems fast, another time slow. When it comes to time slots remaining on Alternative Talk 1150, time is running out. In fact, there are just a few primetime slots available. So if you want to host your own radio program, the time to call 425-653-1150 is right now. Nope, no time for excuses. Dial 425-653-1150 to find out how affordable it can be to host a radio show. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Go ahead. Keep it going, girl. Keep it going. That's your jam. I can my, dance, too. Yeah. <laughs> See? I'm in Seattle, and she's in Minnesota or someplace. And Minneapolis, dance I believe. Yeah, yeah. Minneapolis, yeah. Uh -huh. Minneapolis. It's not, it's not freezing here. You know, in the winter, I would have to dance like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually going to have beautiful weather here in Seattle. I think it's going to be up in the 80s, isn't it, Benny? Uh, yeah, Something all week like long that. and the weekend, too. Yeah, we we always have that September thing going on. Yeah. Anyway, this is Loretta Brown, my guest today, Cindy Dale. And uh, we're talking about all things energy. I, I don't even know where to begin and end with that. We're barely going to scratch the surface. Cindy is just such a, a wonderful resource. And I really mean it. I love her books. And um, I love her information and, and you're a bright shining star. Thank you for bringing all of this and, and being nerdy enough to print it all up in books. Thank you. Um, before the break, we were talking a little bit about uh, fear and anxiety and how we can really get ourselves, um, you know, worked, worked around the axle, as my dad used to say, really get ourselves upset about things. But I want to talk about ancestral energy and 
how a lot of the things that we think are going on with us are really not us. And so I'm just gonna let you take it from there. Exactly, we talked about how we can absorb other people's feelings and energies and even their desires and wishes. Uh, but, but it's very seldom you know, kind of understood that we hold within us at least 14 generations of our ancestors' memories. I know that's actually science. That's not metaphysical. That's true science. We have what's called an epigenome. It's a chemical soup. It's got all kinds of stuff in it, like basically dead viruses and RNA, DNA, hyaluronic acid. And it's this, it's this gel around our actual genes that responds to our internal or external environment. And what's coded into that epigenetic material are our ancestors' memories, their feelings, the events, their experiences, how they responded. And I think in the sort of divine idea of this, this could be very helpful because why recreate the wheel? Like if our, you know, 10 generations back, one of our ancestors knew how to build a fire. Well, why can't we draw on that and do the same thing, right? But, <laughs> but, we also have a lot of high reactions and responses and even a predilection for certain illnesses, whether they be physical or emotional or mental because of that ancestral soup. So I found during the pandemic early on that I was starting to hoard food. And oh, oh my gosh, I have so many cans of beans right now oh, still. Yeah. I don't even really mm -hmm. eat me, but I was like, well, this will be good if everything disappears. And my grandparents all lived through the depression. Yeah. So I literally stopped and went, oh my gosh, here's my grandma and grandpa's. And you know, here's their stockpile because you don't know what's going to appear again. I was acting it out. And that at some level could have been doing me a favor, but not really when it's an overplay how often and and there's a lot of statistics that honestly a lot of our behavior a lot of our physical illnesses come from our ancestry so we we need to keep that in mind uh, that is so powerful i'm sitting here going 14 generations so if we're activating panic or terror or scarcity or what if the food goes away or what if you know everything falls apart that that ancestral 14 generations is a long ways back. So there could have been a lot of uh, memories or traumas that were were put in there. Um, so I, I, I'll ask a simple question. Uh, how do we clean that out, Cindy? What do we do? <laughs> no. I'm thinking about sweeping no. your garage, right? <laughs> Oh, I know, my poor kids. You know? Could I just sweep myself or something? Oh, yeah. what, do, what do we do with that? Yeah. You know, once we get an inkling that's happening, which sometimes can be challenging because we don't know why we're, we don't know we're in Memorex. You know what I do? I mean, the Bible even talks about this and I'm not using that as a religious text, you know, but a wisdom text that we can, we can send healing backward and forward generationally. I stop, I ask for what I call streams of grace. They're actually in my science brain, scalar waves. They're a super cool sort of healing energy that's available to all of us. I send healing back in time. I visualize either between my kidneys, 
in Chinese medicine, that's called the Mingmen doorway. Mm -hmm. That's where in preconception, our ancestors' energies come into us. I sort of visualize myself standing, looking backward from that little doorway, just, just being a beacon of light that goes all the way back to my ancestors. I know that's going to help my epigenetic material. That's going to help the souls of those who came before me. It's going to help me. It's going to help my kids and you know anybody we're related to. So I send healing. I think that's the best way to work. It's not scolding or you know shaming, but just ask for healing energy. And typically that heals and clears up whatever my reactions are. Now you said a couple of things in there. I want to pull it out for the listening audience. Um, Number one, I'm just going to say this, your book, and I think all your books are filled, but this one, Energy Healing for Trauma, Stress, and Chronic Illness, she has in here, Cindy has exercises, how to release your fear, how to how to uh, find out where the trauma is, the entry points and the exit points, how to uh, work through, you've got a section in here on chronic illness and food and all kinds of things, uh, but someone can get your book and really kind of work through that, can't they, Cindy? You, you can, because we're not always able to see somebody to afford that kind of assistance. And some of us just know, hey, you know what, in a way it's on us anyway. In the book, I clearly say, um, you know, it's good to get help. And if you can't get physical help, you have invisible help. <laughs> you have helpers. I mean, you're part of a oneness. So let's use that, you know, as a way to, you know, kind of get guidance and insight and get healing sent to us. I think that can be very effective too. There's tons of techniques in there. There's also a lot of biology because mm -hmm. I think we are bodies. We have bodies, we are bodies. Let's not ignore what food we may need to eat to help ourselves, you know, what we might want to surround ourselves with in terms of an environment. So part of the fun of being a soul in a body is enjoying the body also. So let's give the body what it needs too. You also mentioned um, uh, streams of grace. And um, I also love your spirit, spirit to spirit technique. Can you talk a little bit about that? And when did you, when did you first come up with that? When did that come out? Cause that's been around for a while. It's been around for a while. I have traveled. I've learned so many techniques. A few years ago, I was just sort of over it all. I was like, oh my God, you know, before I brush my teeth, there's like 48 techniques I'm supposed to undergo. If you believe all the teachers and the healers and the shamans. And so one night I went to bed and I was like, I just want one basic technique that I can use that's going to get me aligned, I can use with clients, it's gonna give me boundaries, it's gonna open me to guidance. And I was shown the spirit to spirit technique. It was actually Christ, and I mean that in a non-religious way, who said, kinda you wanna know how I did it? And <laughs> you were pretty cool. I mean, except for dying at the end, it seemed like you had a very effective life. And arguably a very important outcome. I understand that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And it was just these three simple processes. They're so simple. I get embarrassed and people ask me a ton of questions, but they're really simple. It's just, you acknowledge you're an essence, you're a spirit and you're connected to the source. That part of you is always connected to the source. So you want to come from your own spirit. You acknowledge that there's helping spirits like you and I are spirits as we're talking and Benny, you know, like helping us we're, we're interconnected in a good way. 
and we want to interact with other beings and peoples with their best selves. And then the third step is just affirming or acknowledging a greater spirit, because that's, that's where you want to surrender. That's the source of the information you're seeking, the healing you desire. So I go through those three steps very constantly and consistently to get me in a good place. The grace, grace to me is love in motion. Mm-hmm. That's almost the only healing energy I really call on because various research studies, I asked the question a few years back also, like what works, these great healers, what are they using? And over and over what emerged is that they believed in and called on the power of love. Yeah. And one doctor, his name is J.R. Newton, fascinating doctor back in around the 1850s, healed people, spending 10 minutes to them. And one of his Welsh patients saw a stream of light going to them from him and from, I believe, outside of himself. It was what I would call grace. This It's created as we need it. It stays as long as needed. Science would explain it as scalar waves or Zs. They're super luminal or faster than the speed of light energies that carry data through objects. So whichever way you want to approach it, I really just call streams of grace to myself or a client, scalar waves if I want to sound fancy, to actually do the work that needs to be done. Um, you know, I I uh, got that technique from you years ago. Like I say, I don't remember exactly where I picked it up from. And for a while, I couldn't remember where I had gotten it, right? So I was really glad you were on the show today. I went, oh, yeah, yeah, we got Cindy, right? So she can talk about that. but. Um, You know, as a Reiki practitioner, I'm just going to throw this out there because I've done Reiki for 26 years, but a long time ago, and I think you bring this out somewhere along the line, I know you'll agree with me. Um, In Reiki, we channel the energy through us into the other person, and I, a long time ago from the very beginning, was instructed to bring divine energy, what I call, which is probably what you're talking about, straight into the client, and then working with the team of helpers what needs to be done here yeah exactly i let the healing energy go directly to the other person and not pass through me i acknowledge that if i need some it will come to me to help me to instruct me to give me intuitive insights or stay separate in good boundary fashion from the client it it helped me so much once I started to just ask the healing to be delivered, because like I say to some clients, you don't want me messing with your energy. <laughs> you don't want me performing surgery in there. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know exactly what needs to happen with this beautiful grace. You know, your own spirit does, the higher spirit does. So let's leave it there. It also helps you non interfere and still help. So the, the comment, I'm at Walmart, I'm at Target, which I don't know if anybody goes there anymore. Right? <laughs> you're out in the woods and you see somebody or you, you know, that, that's, that obviously needs help or a squirrel, you know, that looks like it needs a little bit of healing. I do spirit to spirit and I ask for the grace that's needed to go directly to whomever or whatever it is. And then I don't need to try to decipher or analyze or get myself all caught up with a codependent attitude, I know what's supposed to happen is going to happen. Yeah. 
and and I'm not um, saying one thing is better than another for those people that are are, are different types of energy practitioners, but uh, I kind of feel like if we just go to the source, uh, be that God, be that whatever, that we will it will help a lot with whatever our ego is all about, right? Yeah. So we want to just be, as far as I'm concerned, want to be the clearest channel that we can be, or just just be there to help out. Right. I also am hearing in what you're saying and also in your books, anybody can do this like um, like like somebody listening to the show today that there's like subtle energy chakra as well. Maybe sort of kind of maybe could I do that? But anybody can do this. Right. Anybody, anybody can. It's sort it's you don't need to have that much information. If people are interested, I would say just you know, kind of even not in my books, just Google it. You know, what's the difference between physical and subtle energy? Learn maybe the very basics of the chakras. So you have a structure and when something comes up, you can go, oh, first chakra, hips, I'm gonna ask for grace to heal that chakra to help my hips. And you can learn the just basic fundamentals of energy healing and help yourself and loved ones quite a bit. In fact, sometimes I think uh, my own knowledge gets in the way <laughs> of, of because I can overanalyze. And so when I, when I begin work with a client or my son asks me a question or whatever it might be, I sort of try to erase my brain a little. I don't want to go back to a system because people are individual and they're unique. And I may need to tune into some information or an energy or an insight that does not fit into a manual or a book or is really very particular to who that person is. So uh, trust yourself is the big message. Yeah, trust yourself. That is a big message. And uh, that kind of leads me into, you know, because you have a lot of books out about clairvoyance and clairaudient and, and the clairs. All, and the eclairs, right? And anyway, <laughs> that's my joke. <laughs> that's very good. <laughs> I try to serve eclairs at the Claire class, but anyway, that's, I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> so how can we use our intuition right now currently um, in, in the situation that we find ourselves to be able to, uh, I'm gonna say make important decisions or, or help us move forward? So tune in and, and trust what you're getting a sense of. There's three main, really four main types of intuition. There's the empathic senses where you just sense or feel something in the body. And those to me subdivide into physical and spiritual. So physical might be, you, you literally get a sensation in your physical body or an emotion. The spiritual is more of a knowing. Sometimes people have a hard time trusting. Oh, I just know this. Or I, I feel like the divine is like letting me into some private information. Uh, and then there's a also verbal, which which is where words pop into your mind, but but equally, you could hear a song on the radio or mm -hmm. think about a passageway you read in a book last night. And then finally, there's visual where you can get a picture in your head or a message that comes pictorially in a dream, or you see a billboard or a license plate. So knowing about those four main types of intuition, just stay aware, make it fun, make it a game. Uh, you know, don't get all nervous. Like, what if I don't see anything? Well, you might not, you might feel something. What if I don't hear the magical phrase I need? Well, maybe you overhear a conversation. 
and it tells you something. I once did a session years and years ago. I've been a single mom. I talked about that earlier. So I have been online or on the phone with my clients for a really long time. And when one of my kids was sick, I would give a client the option, you can cancel and we'll redo this, or we can have the session, but I'll probably be sitting in the room with my son who might be playing a game or you know, watching TV or whatever. So one of my clients, her name is Martha said, I don't care, he can be there, it's great. He had a Power Ranger show on and I could word for word, take what was being said on the show and say it to my client. She would ask a question, the Power Ranger would talk, I would just say what they said and it was like, oh, this is magical. I'll never forget that session. So, you know, the universe conspires to give you help. So let it, let it just pay attention. I love that story. I love that story. Now in, in your book, and I'll, I'll shift energies a little bit. You have a great four part energy healing. You got a chapter in here of healing SARS, uh, COVID two, and maybe even COVID-19. Can you talk a little bit? What are your comments on, on, um, the pandemic that on COVID right now, and what are some things we can do? Well, I, I think it's very, first of all, eat healthy, get sleep. <laughs> okay. Take your vitamins. I take three times the amount of electrolytes as I normally take. I make sure I get sleep. I believe in all that. And I, I have had the COVID. I wasn't that sick with it. So I was lucky. My youngest son was sick longer. He was just more worn down. He was in school and whatever. I do give people tips though, how to energetically approach the virus, whether they think it's in their energy field or in their body. Because I think if we, at the very least, train our immune system, how to perceive the virus and how to deal with it, the immune system can follow. In fact, on my website, cindydale.com, I give a free meditation. People can go on there. It's free. You got to give your name. Sorry. You know, it's still a marketing thing, but, but it's free. It's absolutely free. And it's like seven minutes to walk you through what's in the book too, like guide you through. So what I do is I help people visualize the virus and then know that the real problem with the virus is that there is a single strand of RNA in it. And if you can energetically or physically collapse the single strand of RNA, boom, the virus falls apart. So just know you have the power to teach your immune system to do that. Visualize a virus, see a light going in there, you know, like experience and watch as the RNA crumbles and then tell your body it can do that in any virus viruses that are in you or in another person. And it's a great way, again, to energetically set up a format for your immune system. And I also want to mention to people, and I talked to Cindy about this during the break, she has a wonderful chapter in here with specific things like cancer, MS, Crohn's disease, and so forth. Um, uh, do you just want to make a comment on that? Just a Yeah, I'd love that appendix because mm -hmm. it's it's, you know, I spent a lot of time kind of analyzing, let's say you have this kind of cancer or Crohn's disease or fibromyalgia, what might be happening trauma related in terms of the microbes and how do you approach that? Which chakras do you need to look at a past life or not? So probably each of those issues 
could have an entire book devoted to it, but it's a great energetic uh, pathway to shift something from that subtle energy point of view. I, I love that section. That's the section I would read first if I were reading my own book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that section, by the way, I, I delved into this and you also have this lovely section about food and the chakras. And I wish we had an hour to talk about that. Maybe we'll bring it back and do that but oh let's do that because i'm a big food person i had food yeah. issues many of us had i had anorexia and bulimia and sensitivities and cravings and glutenous and wheat that and all this kind of stuff and i feel really healthy in relationship to food right now but i've done a lot of analysis about the subtle energetics of food cravings foods allergies uh anything everything how to pick a food by your chakra etc Wow, we really need that information. I also understand you have a uh, on uh, you have a course going on right now. It just started this week. Uh, can people still join that or they can um, look up the and it's on my website, Cindy Dale. It's through the Shift Network. We've just done our first meeting. They are so cool. They're letting me. It's a seven part series. Go into really dynamic issues. We just had people help figure out. You know, they're strong chakra their hidden chakra gift how to work with scalar waves we're going to talk to pets we're going to do advanced clairvoyance we're going to do psychic surgery we're going to use synesthesia i mean i'm just so happy we get to do these super uh, really fascinating exercises you can still you know yeah it's on my site look up cindy dale the shift network and you get can get in on it too wonderful i i feel like i'm just skimming across the surface of we so are. many things <laughs> Um, any last uh, words that you would like to say to the listening audience and then where can we find your books? And of course, cindydale.com is your yeah, website. Okay. Yeah. And I show little pictures of my books on the bottom and you can go on Amazon. It's just cindydale.com. You know, Loretta, we talked about joy. So I think that's a great place to open ourselves up for the rest of the day, the week, and the year. How about those moments of joy? Let's illuminate joy. I have learned I can be joyous and have other feelings at the same time, <laughs> right? So it's not about denying when we're sad or angry or whatever it is. There can still be an undercurrent of joy. So I encourage all of us to embrace that. I love that so much. So anyway, this is Loretta Brown and my guest today, the amazing Cindy Dale. I'm going to show your book again, Energy Healing for Trauma, Stress and Chronic Illness. And I really mean this. You, you should just get this book. If you've got any kind of trauma at all, go through it, do the exercises. You will be able to do them and it will really, really help you. And then I'm just going to show this my favorite little book again subtle energy techniques. And of course, Cindy Dale has 27 books out there. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on the show and um, blessings to you. Thank you, Loretta. Thank you, Benny. Thank you, everybody else. Take care. Thank you. Bye now.